Live from Friendship Church Studios, I'm Pastor Kenny here with Pastor Matt Clausen and Worship Pastor Joel Farber. Today's episode will include an honest discussion on holiness and purity. We're going to address personal responsibility for worship and discipleship as we talk about behavior modification and spiritual transformation. Thank you for joining in. Sit back, grab some coffee, and buckle up for this week's episode of Your Friendship Church Podcast. Hey, church fam, Pastor Joel Farber here. And if you are leading or volunteering at Friendship Church, you may want to know about the Repair and Prepare Retreat. It's on Saturday, January 30th from 8.30 a.m. until 4 o'clock p.m. at the Shakopee campus. The event is an $80 value. We have a special Friendship Church discount to help keep it affordable. Therefore, the cost is only $20. Please register by Monday, January 25th. You can do that at friendshipmn.org slash retreat and learn more about the retreat there as well. Thank you so much for serving. You're making a difference at Friendship Church. And uh, all said, we hope to see you this Sunday in Prior Lake or Shakopee at 9 a.m. or 1045. Well, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Pastor Matt and Pastor Joel. And, and guys, I just... Kind of before we start into our time, let's let's just check in. How are you doing? I'll, we'll start with Joel, and then we're going to tag team on Matt here in just a little bit. Sounds good. <laughs> ding, so, ding. <laughs> so, Joel, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Um, you know, we're almost done with the stage design for um, Hope Rising. Yeah, right. And uh, so that's been taking quite a bit of time, been Put it in some, um, what do you call that, moonlit hours, moonlighting? I don't think it's moonlighting. Moonshine. No, it's definitely not moonshine. <laughs> not <Hopefully>. moonshine. <laughs> um, no. Doing things in the evening okay. when everyone's asleep, okay. trying to stay afloat. Because I, I noticed that uh, Friendship Studios is a little cold, and and I think we should have had some of those light bulbs in here, some some heaters or something in here. It's yeah. freezing. Yeah, we got a lot of light bulbs. I'm going to spend a lot of time tomorrow. And Friday, just putting light bulbs into lamp sockets. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay. Anyone want? If anyone wants to come and <laughs> hang out. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 get back to you on that. Joel. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. All said, doing good. I, I'm excited for next week when I get to take a little bit of a breather and yeah, buy back some of that time. Right, right. Yeah. Well, no, it looks really good. At least what we're seeing so far. I'm excited for this series. It's going to be a lot of fun. Me too. Thank you. So. Uh, Matt left us a few weeks ago, and he came back like, I don't know, six, seven shades darker than uh, than when he left. It's and not makeup either. It's, are you sure? Well, I haven't tried, but <laughs> I couldn't possibly wear makeup. My, my dog would lick it all off of my face. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Hey, so Matt, how was your time away? Are you refreshed, encouraged? How you doing? It was wonderful. It was warm. Uh-huh. I think it's supposed to be 40-some degrees today, so I may go out and sun myself some more today here in Minnesota. <laughs> like, this is not January weather. we got to no. take advantage. No, you're right. You're right. I, um, I, I have been very encouraged by the weather. Like, my, my friends in Indiana, they've reached out to me, and they're like, eh, how is it in the Arctic tundra? And I'm like, you know, it's pretty nice. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's actually pretty nice. You, I think the, they've gotten more snow than we have. Mm. <laughs> it's crazy. Top uh, top one activity from your vacation? Oh, yeah. Um, 
75 degrees is that an activity <laughs> that was the best part of the vacation was that it was 75 most days <laughs> did you do anything yeah yeah uh we spent a whole lot of time at beaches we went to zoos and aquariums oh, and i could have guessed zoos my, yeah my family they've <laughs> got a strange i don't know a strange love for animals and okay we wind up my kids are in their 20s, and yet we're always visiting zoos and aquariums and that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Now, you had said that you and Isaiah were going to get away and do some track stuff. Were you able to do that? We did. We found a little uh, Christian school there that had a track, and he went and ran track workouts most of the days wow. that we were there. My daughter joined him some of those days, and uh, nice. yeah, they were excited to... Uh, get ready for the upcoming track season in warmer weather where they could run outside. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. We, um, I, I had a friend that I used to work with, and and he'd say things like this. He'd go, uh, Kenny, I really need you to take care of yourself and make sure you're taking your time off. We want to make sure you're getting rested. Because when you get back, we're just going to work the dog snot right out of you. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I hope we don't work the dog snot out of oh, you. But, man. Uh, man, I hope you do feel refreshed and encouraged, Matt. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, this week was Purity Sunday. And um, Dave Jernander uh, shared and uh, over in Prior Lake, and we pumped it into Shakopee, and the, the message was loud and clear. And I... I guess I just wanted to take a little bit of time and hear, um, I don't know, what kind of stood out to you, maybe in the whole service, maybe in the message, could have been in the worship. Uh, what stood out to you in the services? And then um, I, 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 th I think we want to dig down even deeper with some of the issues of purity today. Mm. Who gets to go first? Joel gets to go first. Joel, yeah. He volunteers you a lot. I do. I do. I'm the setup guy. I usually say something very poor. Or I want to be able to or... correct whatever. <laughs> yeah, he, he corrects what I say. Or he comes up with like the super theological. So, like for those of you who think Matt is super smart, I just give him the time to. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, gosh, yeah, I think Sunday was great. It was fun to be in Shakopee to kind of be on the receiving end of that feed, and yeah. things went well. Joel Klein and uh, we had Steve Nelson, one of our media volunteers, helping out mm -hmm. up there, and they had a good time doing that. So the uh, the flow stood out well. They did a great job at at making sure that happened. Mm -hmm. um, I don't. Know, I'm just continually surprised about um, seeing our people responding in worship and. Um, just closing out that that service, it was just just a different topic overall, and it you know standalone of course, but closing out with the song, uh, overcome hope beyond, and just worshiping to that you know strongholds now surrender and seeing people yeah. just kind of whatever that meant for them, whether it was specific to purity or or you know for some reason I called out anger that day, mm -hmm. not that that's something I specifically struggle with, but I just like just said it. I was like if it's if you let your anger control you, right. Um, so, but you know, whatever it is, um, Christ helps us overcome that. And when we sing that song, it was just, I don't know, it was just cool. You could see people engaging and for sure. relating that to kind of the topic of, you know, purity or even whatever sin they're struggling with. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I, I, I really appreciated that. It was clear that you did that very purposefully. Um, as, as I was, you know, just kind of singing out and, and praying, I just thought, man, yeah, Jesus is the overcomer. And and that's where that's where our power is. That's where our authority is. And and the shame of sin and death that sometimes we hold on to 
we have to remember that our victory is in Christ and um, he is the overcomer. So I really uh, thank you for bringing that up. That was yeah, good. You bet. How about you, Pastor Matt? I think that uh, one thing that kept popping into my mind was just the need for openness if there's ever going to be mm-hmm. healing. Dave did a great job of um, mm. outlining God's ideals for our most intimate relationships with yeah. our spouse. Um, but I also think that all of us who are listening recognize ways that we've fallen short. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily need to be in the area of sex or purity. He outlined a lot of different areas, right. spiritual areas, emotional areas, etc. And yeah. uh, as we look at that, we go, man, I, you know, as a broken person, I have fallen short in so many of those areas. Yeah. Uh, and so recognizing Christ's forgiveness, first of all, yeah. for the way that I have fallen short in those areas. But also recognizing the only way for me to experience healing is to be open about those things, right. that um, an infection in our body, if it's just covered over, will grow and get worse. Like you have to yeah. do the hard and painful work of cutting that infection fully mm-hmm. open, cleansing it, and letting it heal from the inside out. And yeah. so there's... Uh, the the willingness to have courage, I guess, yeah, and confess those those areas of shortcoming uh, are necessary in order for healing to take place. I think that's what stood out to me as right um, as I was struck by, oh man, twenty four areas. I've fallen yeah. short <laughs> in seven of them this week. <laughs> right. You know that kind of right. thing. Yeah, this morning before I got here. Right. Right. Yes. No, I totally hear you. The one thing that. Um, I think I was shocked by is um, just the the heaviness of uh, of this issue of purity and you know as it relates to sexuality and the culture that we live in how I mean our our culture is very sexual even even before the internet you know the popular phrase was sex sells and um, and that model has only been heightened and and pushed further. I mean, we've we uh, we went online before um, our recording today and and just looked up some some quick stats. And you guys, I was I was shocked. I was, I mean, not I don't know if even the word is shocked. Uh, sad, probably. Sad is the word. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys have that, but one of them every second. So this is this is what is being spent every second of every day um, worldwide. Three thousand seventy-five dollars is being spent on pornography every second. Wow! Like that's an that's a problem. That's a big problem. One of the uh, one of the things that I just read: the average age of first exposure to pornography is eleven years old. Right. Are you kidding me? Like, this is a problem, you guys. If God has this holy standard, uh, and, and and you know, he does. I mean, he has a plan for sexuality. He invented it. Like, he, he, he has something good in mind, and the world has warped it and, and um, you, you know, turned it into something dirty and mm-hmm. awful to the point that, when someone comes into my office and they're talking to me about a, a pornography issue, you can watch the shame. 
I mean, they're they're carrying it with them, right? And, and it's like, man, that is not what God has for us. And that that mm. that issue of shame is is a big issue. And I want to come back to that a little bit later. But I don't know. Was there anything else that that stood out to you in terms of stats, or maybe even some things that that you've heard personally regarding uh, pornography in our culture, or maybe even how it affects the church? Yeah. Well, one thing you know on that shame piece and the age. You know, a tip for parents, you know, we, we can't assume, and I mean, my kids are two and under, but we can't assume that our kids haven't been exposed, that they right. don't even know what it is because they're 11 or 10 right. or 12 or 13. Um, you know, I, I think Sunday and even today, what we're talking about opens up kind of the can of worms that, you know, as parents, we need yeah. to be aware of and having the proactive conversations with our children about it right. and not assume, oh, you know, they're 10. They don't know what that is. Right. Well, the further along we get into this world of how crazy it is, uh, yeah. that that number is probably lower even today because whatever right. the stat is from a couple of years ago, right. it could be lower today right. with how much is out there and the ease of access and every kid having a mobile device and whatever. Yeah. So don't assume that your kids don't know. Right. No, that's a really good point. Was it... Was it uh, this weekend? I know Dave said it. I can't remember what setting we were in, if he said it in the, the message this weekend or if he said it in a private conversation we had. But he was talking about um, that sex ed was even being given. Uh, was that this weekend? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that sex ed was even being uh, given in some schools in kindergarten. Right. Like, they're talking about sex ed in kindergarten? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I don't know. I think one of the things, too, that is worth recognizing is that the, the statistics on pornography are overwhelming, uh, but this the battle for holiness isn't just a battle with pornography. Yes, that's, that's right. a large part of it, but just because a person isn't looking at pornography doesn't mean that there isn't still a constant temptation and battle towards lust, mm. uh, and yet a person right. doesn't have to be on pornography websites right. to still be fighting the battle with lust that that is 99% of men's battle right that we're that we're fighting so i i guess the pornography's the pornography statistics are shocking and and challenging but let's recognize that the battle's broader than that when it comes to the issue of lust right no that's a great point have, matt have you ever heard the phrase bloody pharisees uh, have you ever heard that no no so I, I I read um I read in one of my Jewish commentaries about the bloody Pharisees and what they meant by that is these Pharisees they would put their head down in public because they didn't want to look at a woman and lust. Mm. So they were bloody because they would run into stuff <laughs> and hurt themselves, you know, yeah, like right. oh my goodness. Uh so they were referred to sometimes as bloody Pharisees and um, I, I, I just, so to your point, this isn't new to our culture mm -hmm. and this isn't something that is, is unique because of the information age or the surveillance age, mm -hmm. whatever age we're right. in right now. Um, uh, but it is, it, it is something that is a part of humanity and we have to deal with that holiness. Mm -hmm. So how do we, how do we deal with it guys? What do we, what do we do? Well, I like the idea of, of Scripture, and, uh, you know, coming into this, you had Psalm 
mm. highlighted to call out, right? And right. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? I think, you know, how can a person stay on the path of purity? Because it's not <laughs> okay. a not a young person issue, but I mean, it is what it is. How can a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to your word? And when I saw that highlight, I was like laughing in my head because I have scribed permanently on my chest 11911 for Psalm 119.11, but there's no uh-huh. colon. There's no indication that it's a Bible verse. But uh, that one's similar, like, uh, I have stored your word in my heart, so I might not sin against you. And I put it there when I was younger because, you know, as a young man, I was battling with the issues we're talking about. Yeah. But I I worked in Boston for a summer, and I go into a sauna, and uh, because that's where we had our our showers and stuff. Uh Um, And uh, a guy comes in, and he sees me sitting there. He's like, 11911? And keep in mind, this is Boston, and their zip codes all start with like zeros and ones. He's like, what is that, a zip code? <laughs> and so I got to share with him, no, it's a Bible verse, and this is what it means. But yeah, um, Kenny I, and I always assumed that was some sort of number from when you were behind bars. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Right. Well, I've always claimed, you know, I was in a gang throughout high school, and it was my gang number. No joke. It even looks, you know, kind of gang-ish. I don't know if you've never ever seen it. I don't really want to show you in this moment. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. turning to scripture yeah. and setting up your mind, or even, you know, we're talking about not looking at women lustfully. Yeah. And, you know, I have to admit, I was just looking up. I was like, I know it's somewhere. It's in Job, Job 31.1. You know, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look at a young woman lustfully. <laughs> Going off your topic of, you know, bloody Pharisees, like, guys, like guys bounce your eyes, yeah. right? right. Uh, the same thing is true for girls. Girls can lust, you know, yeah. bounce your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Don't look at it. That's a That's a good word. Bounce mm. your eyes. I like that. I yeah. like that. And even Philippians 2, 5, and your relationship with one another have the same mindset as, as Christ Jesus. And, I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, the guy who discipled me early on in, in my walk with Christ, um, he made this comment, uh, and he, he said, you know, mm-hmm. you're a man, and you're going, to, you're going to struggle with this issue of lust. So uh, in, instead of being... Um, you know, focusing in on lust, focus in on Christ. When when you have that moment of temptation, put your head down and pray, you know, God bless that woman. Lord, that is that is someone's child, that is someone's uh that's someone's granddaughter. That's you know, like pray for that person and pray God's blessing in their life. And mm-hmm. I, I just that has stuck in my head all of these years and it's it's been a good a good practical step to mm-hmm. take. Yeah. I think that one of the things that um, strikes me in this battle is that this is this is a spiritual battle. Yeah. And so, um, as I'm reading a book like Every Man's Battle, mm-hmm. um, and they're recommending that we try and form new habits over a six-week period of time, because psychologists say that we form patterns in a six-week segment. I think yes, that is some small part of the answer. Right. But that doesn't deal with the spiritual emptiness that is really at the root of this, which is where I think a book more like what Dave quoted from on Sunday, uh, False Intimacy by Schomburg, does a much better job of saying the root of this is an idolatrous heart. Uh, The root of this is a lack of intimacy with Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think there are ways in which we can try and avoid the temptation, right. which we have to do. Yep. But on the other side of this, if, 
uh, if my stomach remains empty, um, I'm going to be far more likely to indulge in junk food than if I've already eaten a healthy meal. And in the same way, I have to fill my soul with the positive of deep relationship with God. So anytime I'm dealing with somebody on this issue, part of my recommendation, which uh, comes out of my practice in my own life and dealing with lust, is you you need to fast at least one day a week mm. in order to deal with this issue. Mm. Uh, if If you're unwilling to fast for a day a week in order to deal with this issue, then you're not serious about purity and holiness. Mm. And I think you can't you can't just say, well, I'm going to I'm going to try really hard or I'm going to install right. this software. Those are all good things. But this at its root is a spiritual issue. And we have to dig in deep with God to say, God, it's this is about you. Mm. And this is about my relationship with you, not just my relationship with other women or my relationship with my wife. This is primarily right about on. you. So that so that when David commits sin with Bathsheba and says, Lord, I have sinned against you and you alone. I recognize, boy, that's that's the primary thing here. This is vertical. Right. This is about me and my relationship uh, with God. And while I'm rambling on, and, no, you're uh, great. Um, you're great. You know, I think I think a lot of this comes down to whether or not I'm living in faith. Yeah. Uh, because if I'm sitting with my computer uh, and I'm watching images, would I do that? If Jesus was sitting right next to me, physically sitting right, right, right. there, Kenny, yeah. I, I wouldn't sit and watch those images if you were sitting next to me, right? Let alone Jesus, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Uh, and so, uh, do I do I have a genuine faith in Jesus? Because if I do, I recognize He is sitting next to me, yeah. Right. He He is right there. Um, right on. And so these are matters of faith for us. Do I have a genuine faith that recognizes? He's always in the room. He is with me at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Bonhoeffer who said that at the moment of temptation, God does not, or Satan does not fill the believer's mind with a distrust and hatred towards God, but with an ignoring of God mm-hmm. and a lack of recognition of his presence. Right. That's a really loose paraphrase of what Bonhoeffer said. Right. No, uh, and I think that's true at that moment of temptation. Uh, the person, the the man, I'll, I'll use men here, does yeah. not like wave their fist in disgust at God. It's just as if God isn't present yeah. at that moment. And so these are really matters of, ha- have I built up my faith in Christ in such a way so that I recognize he's there, he's yeah. present? Mm. Um, because I, I wouldn't look at that stuff if I recognize he's genuinely present. Right. right? No, that is so good. And I think you're, you know, you're dealing with something that... that th- the church has to address, and I'm saying church, big C, universal church, and, and that is the difference in um, behavior modification mm-hmm. versus spiritual transformation. And, and I love that you're going there because that's that's where we have to go. That's where it's going to make the difference, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we can choose to put our head down and run into walls if we want to, <laughs> but the real issue is I'm walking with Jesus. Yeah. And, Day by day, moment by moment. I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Yeah. The big issue isn't what am I looking at, but do I recognize Jesus is with me? Yeah. Because if I recognize Jesus is with me, it'll affect everything. Yeah. That my eyes, ears, and mind are, well, are right dealing on. with, right? Well, yeah. and and to that issue of purity and and holiness, maybe we're even just taking that one step further out to say this is like that applies to everything. Holiness yes. is everything, whether you're 
posting online or looking at stuff online or talking to the person sitting next to you or engaged with your spouse or like all of yeah. that. Yeah, I think um, one of the I, I can't remember if it was the first series you were here for, Kenny, or if it was right before you got here. But we did speak life. Yeah. And yeah. the Bible's got. Uh, maybe more to say about holiness with our words than almost any other subject, right? Yeah, yeah. So this isn't just a matter of what we're viewing. Right. It's a matter of um, what it, Jesus says. It's what comes out of a person's mouth, not yeah. what goes into it. Yeah, that from makes the overflow of the or, heart, the right. mouth speaks, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's good. Well, you guys, I, I want to thank you for being here today. This is a big topic, and we probably could take months uh, addressing it. But the bottom line is uh, we need to walk with Jesus. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you. God bless you. And again, we want to encourage you to love, live, and serve like Jesus. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining in today. We are so thankful for you and appreciate you connecting. You can always listen to us on our Friendship Church app, or download it on your device's podcast app. Learn more about what is happening at Friendship Church at friendshipmn.org. See you next time on your Friendship Church podcast.